Welcome, everyone, to the Eagles Live podcast. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here. And it's the final weekend of the 2018 regular season for the Eagles. You know the situation, but let me paint the picture once again. To reach the playoffs, the Eagles must go to Washington and beat the Redskins on Sunday, a 425 kickoff at FedEx Field. Along with that, the Minnesota Vikings host the Chicago Bears. We are rooting for Dub Bears. Chicago wins, the Eagles win, and the Eagles are in the postseason, either against the Bears or the LA Rams, who host the San Francisco 49ers. All three games are at 425. So there will be the element of scoreboard watching. The players have talked about it all week. They do it. It's natural. It shouldn't have an effect at all on the Eagles-Redskins game. Now we've seen the Redskins this season. Philadelphia beating Washington 28-13 back on December 3rd at Lincoln Financial Field. A game in which, well, the Eagles offense showed some life and the Eagles defense feasted on Mark Sanchez. This time around, the Redskins going with their fourth quarterback of the season, Josh Johnson a well-traveled journeyman veteran quarterback who's played okay the last couple of weeks, but the Redskins have fallen out of playoff contention at one time this year. They were considered the team to beat in the NFC East, but injuries have devastated the Redskins, particularly at the quarterback position. So it's Johnson with some mobility, a good arm, veteran whereabouts. He understands the game. He's just not that talented. He's the one that the Eagles will focus on this week. We've got a great Eagles Live podcast for you, talking a lot about the Eagles season. What has happened to date. Why is it that just now the Eagles are playing their best football of the season? Where was the best football back in September, October, November, even in the early part of December? The Eagles have won four of their last five games. The offense has been explosive with quarterback Nick Foles in the last two starts. The defense winning at the line of scrimmage, taking the football away, making stops in the red zone, doing just enough to win games. So in this Eagles Live podcast, we'll talk to Eagles radio broadcast team Merrill Reese and Mike Quick about their thoughts on the season. We'll talk to Brian Westbrook as the Eagles get ready for this final game and the uncertainty that follows. We'll hear from Fran Duffy, who breaks down the X's and O's in his key matchup to watch on Sunday. And we'll have a one-on-one with Avante Maddox, who has been a revelation, part of his 2018 Eagles draft class. And he's been the guy who's held things together at the cornerback position for the Eagles. And oh, by the way, he's also started and played well at the safety spot. We begin, however, the way we begin most weeks, with our exclusive one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson. Doug, final game of the regular season here on Sunday. What do you think your team has accomplished here, turning it around four wins in the last five weeks? Well, there was a spot in our season where we thought that you know maybe things weren't going to go our way this year. Then all of a sudden we get a spark after the New Orleans game, really went on a nice little run here and put us in a position to possibly be in the postseason. And that's really all you can ask for. I mean, looking back on our season with the things we have been faced with, the adversity and different things. So it's a credit to the guys to keep battling. They've never really been out of any football game, quite frankly, outside of New Orleans this season. And it's a credit to them and the coaches for being in this position. You learn your most from a locker room during adverse times. What do you think you learned from this locker room during that time following the loss in New Orleans? I think the leaders of the team really stood up and embraced where we were as a football team and kind of challenged each other and said, you know what, we're better than this. They come to work every day, excited, look forward to the next week's game, next week's opponent, and just focus on the day. And that's all we can ask for moving forward. And we got one more opportunity and hope to make the most of that. Doug, how do you avoid a letdown on Sunday at Washington, a team that has nothing to play for? We have 
have a lot to play for. We need to win this game. And so for us, it's still a one-game season, obviously, which quite frankly has come down to that. And yeah, we understand we need some help. But at the same time, you know, our guys are going to play hard. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to be excited for this opportunity and uh, see what happens at the end. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Avante Maddox was a fourth-round draft pick back in the spring. The Eagles saw him as a player who ideally would come in and compete at the nickel cornerback position. I remember sitting outside the draft room when the Eagles made the pick and Corey Unland, secondary's coach, came out, and we were talking about it. He just was so enthused about Avante Maddox. And you figured, well, this is a matchup that the Eagles really wanted to create in their favor. The slot cornerback position with a lot of quickness, mobility, tenacity against players like Cole Beasley from the Cowboys. Jamison Crowder from the Redskins. Avante Maddox fit the profile perfectly. And he came into the season as a backup. Sidney Jones earning the starting job at the nickel spot. The Eagles starters on the outside, Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. As we know, injuries robbing the Eagles secondary of key players. All three of those players, along with safety Rodney McLeod. So Maddox, as a rookie, forced into action. As a cornerback, as a safety, as a nickelback on the outside. He's done it all. He's played so very well. And all of a sudden, he's getting a lot of attention. I had a chance to go one-on-one in this week's Press Pass, cornerback Avante Maddox. Avante, you're getting all this attention. What's it been like for you? It's been good. I mean, you know, just being able to soak it in and, you know, just able to be able to play, you know, be able to play, have fun, doing it with the guys, being back in and being able to have fun. And now that we win it, make it even much better. You say that your rookie year goes by in a flash. Do you agree with that? Definitely does. I mean, it's long, but it goes fast. I mean, I don't know how to explain that, <laughs> but it's long, but it goes fast. I mean, it just felt like I was just here at rookie minicamp, and now it's just like coming to an end and soon. If you were to watch film of you now versus you back in June, July, August, would there be a tremendous difference? Definitely, much better. I mean, just the style, just the speed of the game, I, I could tell I picked up on much faster, better technique, learned a lot of things from guys, and, you know, didn't play safety, now I'm playing safety, <laughs> playing positions I never played before. You know, it's just every day is a learning day. What do wide receivers in the NFL do that wide receivers in college don't do? Uh, I mean, a lot. I mean, it's not like necessarily a much difference, but it's more like route running rides. You, you got different, better routes, cleaner routes. You got the splits is different on the field because of the hashes. So you got to kind of like find that out right then and there where you get in here. Every guy can catch. Every guy can run. Everyone is good when you're on the field and you got to be able to. Is your versatility, the ability to play all these differences, is that your greatest accomplishment, do you think, as a rookie? Definitely, yeah. You've never been in a situation where you moved around like that? Uh, no, I haven't been in a situation like that where I move around all in one season. I mean, really ever. You know, I played corner most of my career in playing football. And now coming in, moving to nickel, moving to safety, moving to back to corner, just moving around all in one year, definitely a big accomplishment. Was there a welcome to the NFL moment for you, Avante? <laughs> yeah, it actually was. When we played, I believe it was the Colts game. I was running down, <laughs> I was running down on punt and he bust out after he called. He, he bunked to the sideline. As soon as I turned, I got hit in the side of my head. <laughs> and I, I laid it the ground. I said, yep, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> That's my welcome to the NFL right there. What is the lifestyle like in the NFL on and off the field? Uh, Mostly off the field, though. Off the field, I mean... I don't know how to explain it. It's, you know, you got a lot of, when you walk around, a lot of people look up to you, and a lot of people is looking forward to seeing you, meeting you. It's a great thing because, you know, you're such a big impact on someone's life. So, like, anytime we get them top chances to do things on Monday, to go out and do some, like, community service, be able to put a smile on the kid's face, I'm always willing to do it. Is the cerebral part of it much more intense than college? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So you, How much time do you think you spend in a playbook each week? Since, like, in college, I didn't have to really do it. I mean, I did, but I had class, so I had to, like, 
balance them. But now I go home, I can just, you know, put an hour inside film each day or two hours inside film each day. And that's including all the hours I put in here, you know. So it's definitely, definitely... I mean, you're out of college, you got a lot of Are you time. getting recognized in the streets of Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. What's that like? I mean, it's great. You, you know, you walk around and people say hey and want to take pictures. They've all been nice to you, right? Been nice. Yeah, it's yeah. been nice. I haven't been killed yet. <laughs> just <laughs> so. a rookie, man. Don't worry about it. Hey, Avante, thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. We are now going to talk about the Eagles as they get ready for the final regular season game of the season. Hopefully not the final game of the season. Radio broadcaster Mike Quick, part of the team with Merrill Reese, five-time pro bowler with the Eagles. He's seen it all here in Philadelphia. This season, a slow start has put the Eagles in this position where they need a win and some help. That's part of the conversation with Quick 6. Mike Quick, the Eagles Radio Network. Mike, we're here. It's Friday. We're looking at Sunday's game. What are your thoughts as we enter a most unusual weekend? Well, my thoughts are, what a shame we let a couple of those games in the regular season get away because I know this team's now in a tough position. They're going to play against a team that they're favored to win against, and they should win that game against the Redskins. But I just fear that the other things that they need to line up in their favor may not line up in their favor. And then that automatically forces you to think about what could have been, what should have been during the regular season. Yeah, the game in Tennessee, even the game in Tampa, 17-0 Carolina. Yeah. Tough loss. Dallas, two losses to Dallas. Well, the Dallas one that was basically taken away with one of the worst officiated games I've ever witnessed. And then the other games where they just had opportunities and just didn't take advantage of them. The one game was at Tennessee where they allowed three fourth down conversions in a drive in a single drive you cannot you cannot win that way mike why do you think it took so long for the eagles to play their best football the season that's a really good question and i just didn't think that this team would start out in a blaze when the season started because it was such a short off season but it did take this team much longer than i thought that it would for them to really get moving and then now you see them in the last three games and they look like that team that we saw last year and you wonder why they couldn't have done this sooner but i don't get it but they are playing great football right now and if they were to get in the playoffs i think they would be a tough team a tough out in the playoffs do you think players think at all about what could have should have would have been It's natural. You do. Yeah, they're not going to talk about that, but they naturally will look at the season in review and think about those games that they allowed to get away. Yeah. I almost want to ask you 20 questions about the future, but we have to focus on right now. I believe the Eagles somehow will make the playoffs. I think I've been doing all my good luck stuff. I love that. I think everybody out there has been doing their good luck. Cross your fingers, your toes, and all of that stuff, and you you wear the, the right underwear if that's what gets them in, or whatever you do. Sit in your favorite chair. If you sit in that chair, they win all the time. Whatever it is that you do, that's what I hope everybody does because I would love to get another week's work. Do you believe that there's any concern here this weekend, Eagles Redskins what are your big kind of thoughts about this game big thoughts about this game I think right away of Josh Johnson and his mobility and the problems that he could present because of his mobility and aside from that I really you know Adrian Peterson of course he's going to run the ball I think he ran the ball 26 times last week and that's starting to be their identity in this last quarter of the season they're really feeding him the ball a lot and I think this team will be able to stop them in the run game and then it's going to be on the shoulders of Josh Johnson and I just don't think that they do enough in the past 
pass game that they can score enough points to beat the Eagles. So I'm really confident that the Eagles will go down there and get a win because the Eagles can score points in a variety of ways. Which we haven't been able to say all year. That's yeah. been the beguiling part of this season. We haven't seen the offense from the fourth quarter of the Dallas game to now. We've seen the Eagles offense we thought we'd see all year. And I think Doug said something a couple of weeks ago. He mentioned the fact that they got away from a lot of things and went back to just core stuff that they do really well. And I think that was a big statement. And a lot of people didn't run with that and didn't elaborate on that. But that's a big statement that they got back to core stuff, got back to some of their basics, inside zone run, outside zone run, and all of the things that you can do off of that. Rather than trying to get too fancy and overthink it, they've simplified things and it's working a lot better. Do you think in the big picture, Doug will look at this in the future and go, okay, you know what, for this offense, let's just stick with the core stuff moving forward. Is that even possible? I think that you have to look at what you're doing and add to it and because there's a natural progression to a lot of things that they do in the National Football League plays where you're going to add something that looks like that play but it's something different. So I think he'll continue to do that but when you spend the majority of your time in the preseason and in your planning on your basics and you become really proficient at your basics you really have to stick to that. Last one Mike. Any chance at all that Nick Foles stays around next year. My only question about the future. Gosh, man, I would twenty love, million dollar contract. I would love to say yes to that, but I just don't see it happening. Would that be a good thing that, for Carson that Nick moves on? Do you think? Oh yeah, I think for the psyche of your franchise quarterback, yes, I think that helps him to move forward and to not be concerned about if I have a bad game that the fans are going to want to see Nick because of all that Nick has done. So yeah, I think it takes some weight off of his shoulders, but then you just start to groom Sudfeld so that you've got a reliable guy that's a backup if something does happen to Carson again. Those are questions for the offseason, which won't begin hopefully here for the next six weeks. Let's make another yeah, run. Let's, let's hope so. I would love that. Wouldn't that be great? Are you ready for that? Would you be ready? It's a listen, lot of energy. Listen, if everything falls into place on Sunday, I will have the energy for it. Absolutely. Mike Quick, thanks so much. Have a great broadcast on Sunday with Merrill, the Eagles Radio Network. Thanks, Dave. I'm linebacker Jordan Hicks of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's intercepted. It's picked off by Hicks. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. Well, that guy is talented, Jordan Hicks. Time now for our Merrill Minute, which has been expanded because Merrill Reese is so riveting, interesting, and has such a great perspective on the Philadelphia Eagles. Merrill Reese, one-on-one. Intercepted by Allen. Eric Allen down the far sideline, stepped over a man. He's going to go! give it to Smith and they stop him again! Touchdown by Rob Carpenter! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! What kind of thoughts do you have here, Merrill, potentially the final game of this regular season? Well, my thoughts are for the Eagles to go down there and play a great game against the Washington Redskins and think about nothing else. Just concentrate on the game itself. We know that uh, in order for them to go to the playoffs, that Minnesota must lose to the Bears in Minnesota. And we also know that the Vikings are the team that's favored. But when people talk to me about probability, I can't help but reflect back to 2008 when I arrived at the stadium at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for a 4 o'clock Eagles game and five things, not one, two, three, four, but five different games had to go the Eagles' way. And it happened. So the likelihood of the Vikings losing is a lot greater 
than the likelihood of five different teams having to lose in order for the Eagles to get their entrance to the playoffs. Merle, this season has taken a lot of twists and turns here, the most recent of which comes after a 48-7 loss in New Orleans. Eagles, at that point, had pretty much been left for dead by the rest of the NFL. What do you think has changed in these last five weeks the most? Well, you talk about the New Orleans game, and that was a travesty. And the game that hurt me the most at the end of the game that I felt worse about was the Dallas game because that game changed with the opening mistake by the official. The whole complexion of that game changed. And when it ended, I said at the end of the broadcast, for all practical purposes, the Eagles' playoff hopes are gone. And for all practical purposes, they were. Who would have known that this team would come back and beat the Rams on the road and beat the Houston Texans, who were 10-4 and at the time, right here at the link? So it was remarkable. There are highs and lows of a season, but I honestly believe that this is one of the best coaching jobs I have ever watched because this team could have folded. Guys start to lose their focus and not consciously give up, but just start to feel that this season is not going to amount to what they wanted it to when it all began. But Doug held this team together. He inspired them and everything else fell into place. The difference for me was four and six after New Orleans, the Eagles were outclassed in that game. In Dallas, I felt like for the first time really all year, the Eagles played with that urgency. They played much better, fast tempo, physical football. I saw more effort. So I felt more, even though there was a devastating loss, I felt like, hey, the Eagles had finally gotten to where I thought they were going to be all year. You know, you're right from a performance standpoint, but how often have you seen a team losing and they come up with their best effort of the season and somehow or other the game is taken away from them and there is such a letdown where here they've played their best and they can't win and the following week but it didn't happen there was no letdown in fact there was a strengthening of the core of this team you know Merle, on sunday when it was announced nick Foles had with 471 yards established a franchise record for most passing yards. i was shocked initially i thought is that right is that it didn't feel like 471 yards number one and i thought back to the history of the team it's incredible to me that nobody had gotten to that number well, you know what shocked me more than that number was when somebody gave me the information that Nick Foles has now had more 400-yard passing games than any quarterback in Eagles history. Right. I would have thought with all the games that Donovan McNabb had, yes. he probably had twice that number. Merrill, this football team, is it a good football team? Is it a dangerous football team? Is it a, if it were to make it to the playoffs, a Super Bowl team? I don't know to be really honest with you. I think they are a much better football team than they were earlier in the season. I think they are at their best right now. And I think that they could beat anybody on a given day. If they could beat the Rams in California, that tells me they can beat anybody. I don't know how they would do against the Saints again if they had to play in the Superdome. That's another story. But there's nobody that you look at right now the way this team is playing and say that the Eagles can't beat them. Still, this is not a team without weaknesses. This is not a team without personnel areas that have to be addressed. But they're a good team. They're well coached. They have the right mindset and they have a hot quarterback. It's interesting what you said about Doug. I wrote a story about that this week that maybe it sounds preposterous to say, but maybe this is his best coaching job considering everything 
that has gone wrong. It's preposterous after saying that after the Eagles win the Super Bowl last year. But this year, Merrill, it has been extraordinary with all the injuries, all the setbacks. Doug has kept this team playing hard, kept everybody on course, and certainly has the love and respect of the locker room. No, he really does. And what you're saying about the Super Bowl, that team was on a roll. I mean, that team won nine straight games. This team was almost done, and he resuscitated it. He brought the right mindset to this team. And very often, whether they make the playoffs or not, that is the measurement of a coach. What he can do when everything is going wrong and when he doesn't have the weapons in all departments. He really doesn't have that back right now that he can get the ball to and know that he can convert a third down and three, or a third down and two for that matter. He doesn't have a full complement in the defensive secondary. But just to watch the way this defensive secondary with guys whose names we didn't even know at the beginning of the season, guys like Cravant LeBlanc have come up and made a difference. Defensive end, the name of Deshaun Hall, and he made a play last week. He's getting it from a lot of quarters. And returning kickoffs last week, Boston Scott, who Boston nobody had even Scott. heard of until two weeks ago. And I'll tell you something else. There were times this season where I honestly, embarrassed to tell you this, wondered, even my favorite player, Darren Sproles, he was still on the roster and he kept re-injuring the hamstring. And I was thinking, is he really ever going to play this season? And he came back a couple of weeks ago and electricity struck. He took those lightning bolts that used to be on his shoulders in San Diego and brought them here, and he has energized this team. You said he's your favorite player? He's one of my favorite okay, players of okay. all time. Is that Absolutely. Right? Why? There's something about him. There's an aura. There's that mighty mouse coming to save the day. He's a great guy. He's a humble guy. He's beloved in the locker room. And every time he's on the field, he does something dramatic. Merrill, Sunday, it's the regular season finale at Washington. Your expectations for the game, how do you think it will play out? I think the Eagles are going to play their best football, and I think they're going to win. I don't automatically put it in the win column. I think that Josh Johnson is a dangerous quarterback. Yes, he's been to 12 teams. Yes, he didn't play for about five years, but I've watched him over the last couple of games and I see the way he can escape and find open spaces and do some of the things that Deshaun Watson did last week with his athleticism and he's a very decent passer. And how will you keep track of the Chicago Minnesota game? I will ask my producer Joe McPeak to feed me that score every three or four minutes. And you'll give that out over the air? Absolutely. Constantly? constantly. I mean you won't be scoreboard watching Merrill because and I can't believe we've gotten this far without you ripping the press box the broadcast booth. <laughs> at FedEx Field, which is clearly the worst road trip of the year for you. I have just as good a view of U.S. Bank Stadium from my seat as I do at the field at FedEx. Uh, I'm going to watch I'm the telling game. you, we're really uh, far away. And not that the fans care at all. But the press box is in the end zone so low that you can't tell if somebody has a carry if he's gained one yard or 17 I, yards. It's true. It's and true. And we really don't have much of a view because there's an overhang of the scoreboard. Yeah, I'm going to go on the field and watch the game on the field. I think that's the only place to be. Are you really? I'm looking forward to seeing how many Eagles fans are down there, number one. The Redskins are clearly a team that has fallen out of favor in Washington. I think Eagles fans will travel strong to this game, and I think it will be an Eagles feel for this final road game. Well, would you do me a favor if you're going on the field? Yes. If I give you a great big whiteboard I'll and just a grease pencil, write down 6, 7, 17, <laughs> and hold it up for me to see. I will do so. Merrill Reese, once again, thank you so much. The Merrill Minute here on the Eagles Live Podcast. Hey, let's hope we can do it again next week. Let's get to the playoffs. 
Former Eagles running back and Hall of Famer Brian Westbrook has charted the Eagles offense throughout the season, has stressed that he wants to see the Eagles run the football. They've done that. And not so coincidentally, the Eagles offense has become more productive, more explosive, more consistent. A little one-on-one time with B. West talking about the Eagles season to date and what happens from here. Well, Brian Westbrook, here we are. Final game of the regular season. Playoff hopes still alive. How would you describe the journey that has been this 2018 season? It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride for this football team where you start a little bit slower than you anticipated. Had some losses that you didn't see coming. We allowed some teams back in the game when we certainly should have been able to stop them and slow them down and win those football games. But, you know, one thing about this team and this coaching staff is that they never quit. They never were in a position where they said, you know, the, the journey, the hill, was too high for us to climb. They continue to get better every single week. And now we see a team fighting for a playoff position. They won some games, some critical games, one on the road against the Rams and then a critical game against the Texans. Two big time wins for a football team that desperately needed them. And now we're fighting for a playoff berth. And that's what it's all about. Nobody will ever consider him. He wasn't even the winner last year, remarkably. But Doug Peterson has overcome quite a bit here this season. Lots of injuries, quarterback, wide receivers all the way through the defense, running backs. What kind of job has Doug done? Well, based on the amount of injuries based on some of the tough losses, it would have been easy for a coach to lose a locker room. It would have been easy for Doug Peterson and the guys in that locker room to turn on their head coach. But what you continue to see week in and week out, and we saw it last year just a bit, not as much adversity last year, but we see guys believing in the coach. We see guys believing in the system and the process. And because of that, now we're on a position where if we win and we get some help, we can make it into the playoffs. And when you get into the playoffs, it's all about who's hot right now. We've seen that before with the Giants. And so I just think Doug has done a masterful job of keeping guys engaged and getting them ready every single week. What will it be like for players this week, Brian, getting ready and then on Sunday knowing that they need some help to get in? You know, it's been my experience is that when you're this close to the playoffs, you're this close to the end of the journey. I mean, you know, you start at the beginning of the season and you know it's a long road, but you're this close to being able to get into the playoffs. This should be the most upbeat practices of the year. This should be guys perfecting their craft, ready to play, excited to go out there and earn another opportunity to play again. What concerns you about the Redskins? There's not much that concerns me offensively from the Redskins. I think defensively, they have some guys on the other side, Kerrigan, that can get after you just a bit. Two big guys on the inside, they can stop the run game. You know, I just think that we have to go out there and play the best game that we can. And that means limit the turnovers, make some plays in the special teams game, and play strong defensively. And defensively, they have to make sure they gap contain, make sure that Josh Johnson just doesn't run around too much on them. There are so many games I'd like to have back this season. The Tennessee game, the Carolina game, both Dallas games, the Tampa Bay game. If the Eagles had played like this early in the season, Brian, we wouldn't even be talking about sweating it out on Sunday. You're right. And that's kind of how things go in the NFL. Sometimes you just don't have it. There are days where other teams are just better than you on that day. On some of those games, we had big leads going into the fourth quarter. But uh, that's the story of this football team. They've gotten better and hopefully they'll be able to get into the playoffs. And then as you write that story, it's going to be even better at the end. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Okay, so let's keep the perspective here. The Eagles must win this game on Sunday or they're not reaching the playoffs. This is the definition of a true must-win game. And in this game, there are matchups to watch. Which one is the most important for the Eagles to win? Let's turn it over to Fran Duffy, Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, who breaks down the X's and O's. 
Look, Dave, the biggest matchup in this game is going to be the Eagles trying to stop the run. That is going to be the biggest key to victory for this defense. If they can keep Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, Byron Marshall, the rest of that Washington run game under wraps, that will go a long way towards victory. Make Josh Johnson beat you with his arm. They will get him involved in the quarterback run game as well, but like last week, if the Eagles can just limit the yards from the ball carriers, remember what they did to Alfred Blue and Deontay Foreman a week ago. I think it was 11 carries, 14 yards for those two guys. If the Eagles defense can come out and match that kind of effort in this game, I find it hard to believe that they will lose. And I think if you look at what they're able to do against that Washington secondary, again, no DJ Swearinger in this game. I expect Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard to be able to find some favorable matchups out in space in this game offensively. So defensively, stop the run, make Josh Johnson beat you. I think that'll be a big key to victory in this matchup. And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. Thanks to you for being with us each and every week. I'll be with you late on Sunday night after the Eagles-Redskins game at FedEx Field after the NFC and AFC playoff pictures have been all cleared up. Will the Eagles live for another day? That's what we're all waiting for. We'll have the Instant Reaction podcast on Sunday night. Make sure you're with us then. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-G-L-E-S!